0: Hi, welcome to Healthy Wealthy Roots, a podcast about financial wellness, mental health, and parenthood. I'm going to start off by addressing the elephant in the room, and that is the title of this episode. Relaxation techniques for control freaks. And I put control freaks in quotation marks intentionally because I am not a fan of that term. I feel like it's a negative term. It is not at all helpful and it puts people on the defensive. I mean, who wants to be considered freakish, right? The reason why that term exists is because it describes people who have a high need for control and that high need is to the extreme. And as a result, it is considered freakish to be extreme or abnormal to be extreme. I want for us to think about the fact that We do the things that we do for a reason. Us as human beings, all of our actions can be explained by our life experiences, the way in which we view the world. That's why the whole entire field of psychology exists. Without it, without those explanations, I would not have a job. Um, So I did want to just address that. I am not calling anyone freakish. I think that it is entirely understandable why people feel like they need to have control. And the reason why I'm making this episode is because I want to talk about that experience and talk about the things that can be done to make life maybe a little bit easier. The thing about control is that it is very closely tied to fear, and the reason why people may feel the need to control what's going on around them is because of a fear of what might happen if they do not have that control. and. In the course of this episode, I want to make it clear that I am not talking about people who are controlling to the extent of being abusive. That is absolutely not okay in any way, shape, or form. What I am talking about is people who uh, are very much um, focused on controlling their environment and the things that are going on around them with the hopes of having a positive outcome at the end of the day. What often is seen is that people who feel like they need to have control fear that without that control, that things will spiral, spiral out of control, essentially. Or if you think about Chicken Little, that the sky will fall. And the thing is that much of life is actually and in fact outside of our control. Control in and of itself is an illusion. And coming to that realization can be both helpful and also terrifying. Because if we're not actually in control, then who is or what is? And that's where the whole fair piece. Ties in so, for me, the way that I think about this, I have compassion for people who feel like they need to be in control. I have compassion even for myself because I can relate on many um, instances that I'm about to describe. I have a sense of compassion because. Somewhere along the way in your story, you felt out of control, and you needed to do certain things to make yourself feel safe, and that has kind of um, that has allowed you to survive up until this point. And it basically reinforced the fact that you have to do these things in order to be okay. And that actually might not necessarily be the case. But the reason why I have compassion is because if you understand people's stories, if you understand where people are coming from, then you're able to see them as human and Once you're able to see them as human, that softness comes into play. And it's less about considering them freakish or uh, thinking negatively of them. You're better able to just accept that this person is the way that they are because of the things that they have experienced. So if this is you, please know that I am coming to you in this episode from a place of compassion. Here's how to tell if you're the type of person who needs to be in control. You may uh, micromanage or be accused of micromanaging, whether on the job or within your family, um, wanting to make sure that you know exactly what every single person is doing. Uh, And if you don't know, then things are not going to turn out well, having that experience. You may feel high levels of stress or be irritable often or even angry often. You may be considered a demanding person. You may consider yourself to be detail-oriented. And that is not necessarily a negative thing. We definitely need detail-oriented people in the world, but I'm just saying that this may be an indicator that you have that need for control. Uh, You may believe that other people just cannot do things right. So that's saying, if I want it done well, I have to do it myself. If you're consistently feeling that way, it may be an indicator that you tend to uh, need to be in control. Uh, Other people may tell you to relax. Um, A change in plans really throws you off. And you may think that you know what's best for other people and find yourself often giving people advice but not really necessarily considering their perspective, more so telling them what you think they should do. Those are a few of the things that may indicate that you like to be in control and as a result that you may have an underlying fear of not being in control. I came to this episode Uh, from an experience that I had recently with a friend of mine who was having some difficulties in her personal life. And she was describing to me wanting the people who were involved in the situation to do things a certain way so that the situation could resolve. And as I listened to her talk, I realized that what she was trying to do was control the situation that she was in. And in so doing, uh, she may have been making things worse because we cannot control what other people do as much as we would like to. Um, Ultimately, other people are going to do what they're going to do, whether they do what we want them to do or not. And when I was having this conversation with her, I shared with her something that I had come across that has been helpful for me in my own personal life, and it's an analogy that I share with other people in my professional life when I am working with others, and it's the concept of having an open palm. So. There are variations of this story, and I really wish that I could find the original. And it, so, if you know it, please, please let me know. Uh, the version of the story that I will share today comes from an article on Medium, Medium.com, and it talks about a feather holding a feather in your hand. And so I'm going to read excerpts from this article and I'm also going to include a link to it on the website for today's episode. Uh, It starts off, there is a beautiful feather in my hand and I am holding it. And there are two different ways I can do that. One way of holding the feather is by closing my hand around it and making a fist. The feathers form, structure and beauty can't shine and be seen that way. But by closing my hand around it, I am making sure that the feather doesn't get blown away. So I keep it tight in my closed hand. But what happens if I hold something inside a closed fist? First, it takes effort to do that, and second, it might take away its beauty. In this case, the feather is not to be seen. This fist gesture is an act of closing, not opening. It's a gesture of taking rather than giving. It takes energy to hold a fist tightly. And I will get tired at some point if I always try to make a fist like this. So the article goes on to explain some of the reasons why the author thinks that we do this. And the key takeaway is what do we do with it? And so the author continues, so going back to the feather, there is another way of holding things. The other way of holding something is in the palm of your open hand. This holding is relaxed, rested, and light. This gesture is an act of support, rather giving than taking. It is holding and giving space for something to be as it is. And there is little to no control since this gesture allows things to be taken away. If wind comes, the feather will lift off the palm and go with the wind. This gesture of holding something might take courage because we can't control what is happening. We have to be brave to accept this truth. Things will come to us and things will go or be taken away no matter how tightly we might want to hold on to them. The tighter we hold on to, the greater the pain when we are asked to let go. And so I really like the analogy of the open palm. I've heard other variations of it too. Um, But that is one way that you may want to view life Uh, If you are the type of person who tends to feel like you need to be in control, taking a situation and putting that situation in your open palm, you have a couple options. You can close your palm and be in control of the situation and squeeze that fist really tightly. Or you can keep that palm open and just kind of see how things go. You can put in your input But also accept that other people may have their own input and their own perspectives as well. Another technique that can be really helpful is diaphragmatic breathing. And basically, that's therapists speak for deep breathing. When we talk about using breathing and using our breath, the reason why we do that is because. Breathing allows your brain to get more oxygen and in turn it helps to calm your nervous system down. So when we say diaphragmatic breathing, what that means is if you place your hand on your chest, just at the bottom of your rib cage, that's where your diaphragm is, And when you do diaphragmatic breathing, you're breathing in through your nose, and it's a very deep breath so that you can feel your hand expand. And you hold that breath for a little while, and then you exhale. You can exhale through your mouth, and you'll feel your hand go right back in as your diaphragm goes back in. And if you do that repeatedly, that is an effective way to calm your nervous system down. Remember I said, feeling like you need to be in control is a sign of an underlying fear. And when we are afraid, our nervous systems are out of whack. (laughs) And it is hard to take in other people's perspectives. It is hard to appreciate what is going on around us. It is Difficult to think clearly and to problem solve, even if we think that that's what we're doing, when our nervous systems are out of whack. And so, this deep breathing can definitely help. Another thing that can be really helpful is the concept of thought stopping. That's also therapists speak. It is catching ourselves when we are having thoughts that are not helpful. And once you can start tuning in to your thoughts, you can realize so much potential because it will help you to notice when your brain is going off track and when your brain is telling you things that are not helpful. So for instance, there is a family event that is coming up. And you are running errands for the event, and you're thinking to yourself, This whole thing is just going to be terrible because nobody is ready, and I have to do everything. The thoughts that are going through your head in that moment, if you just stop and think about it and you hear what those thoughts are, you can shift the train back on to track. And how you do that is by changing your thoughts. You can say things like, I'm really looking forward to seeing my family. I am so glad that we have this opportunity. We have not been able to have this opportunity because of the pandemic. I know that I am really stressed out right now with all of this running around that I have to do. However, here are the things that I can do to help relieve my stress. Maybe I can put on some music. Personally, Beyonce always helps me. (laughs) Um, And so when you are able to pay attention to the train of thought and stop that train when it is getting off track and get it back on track, that can really help. Because if you notice, just listening to my voice uh, as I was saying those thoughts and how you can change things, you can realize how initially there was that sense of anxiety. And then as I changed the thought, there was more calm. And personally, Beyonce has that effect on me. <laughs> but no, seriously speaking, you can have that effect on you too. You can also use affirmations. I am a very big fan of affirmations. Affirmations. And you don't have to necessarily keep a whole long list of them, or you don't necessarily have to have post-it notes all over the place. You can do that if you want. However, you can just have some thought or some quote that you hold on to that is meaningful for you and that you uh, bring to mind when you need it. And so, for instance... For the open palm story, that is one of the affirmations that I use when I need it. I am keeping an open palm. Just simply that. And so when I find myself in a situation where I um, am concerned about what the outcome will be or experiencing fear or feeling out of control, whatever that case is, that is an affirmation that I can pull from. One of the other things that you can do is try shifting from trying to control your environment, and that means the work that's in front of you or the people who are around you, whether it's your coworkers or your family members or your spouse shift from trying to control those things, because like I said, you tend not to have a whole lot of control of other things, to try to control yourself and your emotions and your reactions. We have more control over ourselves than we do over anyone else. Um... And if you're able to make that shift, you will find yourself in a much healthier space mentally and emotionally. Controlling your emotions means doing things to recognize what you are feeling, why you're feeling the things that you're feeling, and what you can do to help yourself feel better. Uh, pay attention to the areas of your life where you do have control. Because even though much of life is out of our control, there are things that we control. We can control certain tasks that we want to accomplish in the day. To an extent, something may come up where you're not able to control that, but at least you can start off with a to-do list. That is in your control, picking up a pen and putting it to paper and saying, these are the things that I want to do today. Focus on the things that you have control over. Uh, Meditation and quieting your thoughts are another way to relax and bring down that need for control. People have several misconceptions about meditation if it's not something that is familiar to you. Essentially, what you do when you meditate is you allow your body to relax and you allow your brain to slow down to the point where your thoughts, you're letting them come and go as they do, but not holding on to them for too long. So a thought comes into your head, oh my goodness, I am so stressed. You let that thought go. You don't hold on to it and then think about all of the ways that you're stressed and all of the things that are stressing you out and how you're, you've been stressed your whole life. And that's not going to be helpful. In meditation, it's like that open palm. The breeze may blow that thought of I am so stressed into your hand and as you have an open palm, the breeze will also blow it out and it will keep going on its way, not holding on to your thoughts for too long because that spiraling is part of the reason why you experience stress. Uh, Whether or not you are religious, you may enjoy leaning on the serenity prayer. So that says, Lord, grant me the serenity to th- to accept the things that I cannot change, and the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. And I know uh, one person in my personal life who has had a history with anxiety, and has had a history of being controlling, and. Over the past few years, that serenity prayer has been very meaningful for her, Uh, and she references it on a regular basis, just in conversation, when she's talking about things that are stress-inducing or that would have previously caused her to spiral. So that is one thing that you may hold on to, that you can have courage and you can also let things go. I do wanna wrap up by saying that if you have had difficulty in this area in your life, it may be helpful for you to work with someone, a mental health provider, who can kind of unravel for you or with you where this comes from and the techniques that work best for you in terms of uh, being able to relax and being able to handle things in a healthier way. There are mental health disorders that are associated with a need for control. Um, I mentioned anxiety earlier, obsessive compulsive disorder, as well as some personality disorders. And so if this is an area that has been uh, super significant in your life and you recognize that it is an area of growth for you, then therapy may be helpful. And if you've never been to therapy before on the website for my podcast, HealthyWealthyRoots.org. I have a tab on starting therapy, how you can find a therapist, what you can expect when you go, and so on. Uh, I am also going to include the link to the article about the Open Palm, as well as a couple other resources that I have found to be really helpful. I'll also include some examples of thought stopping and diaphragmatic breathing, as well as affirmations for releasing control. So make sure to check out the website. Thank you for joining me today. Please follow or subscribe wherever you're tuning in so you can catch the next episode. If you enjoy the podcast, Please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That helps the podcast reach more listeners. You can follow me on Instagram at Healthy Wealthy Roots. Be sure to check out the website at healthywealthyroots.org. Most episodes have their own page filled with additional resources. Remember, our future grows from Healthy Wealthy Roots. The contents of this podcast are informational in nature and may not represent the results that you can get from working one-on-one with a professional.